This is The Political Insider with Bill Ballinger. The Political Insider is your inside source on politics from the White House to the State House and all points in between. If it's in the headlines, The Political Insider will have the story. Let's get started. Here's Bill Ballinger. Greetings out there in Michigan Radio Land. I can't say there was a lot going on in Lansing in the state capitol this week. It's really been pretty quiet. Uh, in fact, I would say the last four months, the first four months of 2019 in Lansing have been relatively quiet compared to previous years. I think both sides, so to speak, the Republican side, the legislature uh, controlled by the GOP state house and state Senate on the one hand and Gretchen Whitmer, a Democrat in the governor's office with a democratic attorney general, Dana Nessel and a democratic secretary of state, Jocelyn Benson. Uh, there's a little bit of feeling out going on and trying to position themselves and a lot of relatively happy talk about getting along. And yet uh, there are obviously some differences uh, between the two sides. So not that much is going on. I'll talk uh, in a minute about some polling that's come out uh, that will reflect, I think, the battle lines that have been drawn and that will continue to play out during the rest of this year. But around the state, there are things going on. Eric Smith, who is the Macomb County prosecuting attorney, is in some trouble with uh, investigations against his office uh, by law enforcement. We'll have to see how that develops. Uh, Over in Muskegon, um, there is a battle. There was a battle. In fact, there was a vote uh, taken on Tuesday of this past week uh, by the Muskegon County Board of Commissioners to get Planned Parenthood out of Muskegon County facilities. Uh, The question is whether... Uh, Planned Parenthood uh, should leave to make way for expanded space that the uh, county health director claims is needed. And there was a vote on that, and we're going to have guests later in the program to talk about all that. Uh, There are some other things going on um, in Flint. They will have a mayoral election later this year. Karen Weaver, the incumbent, Uh, who was elected about three years ago uh, in the middle of the Flint water crisis uh, and survived a recall election after that, uh, is running for a full uh, term this fall. And uh, now turns out that she evidently will be challenged uh, by one important local political actor, and that is State Representative Sheldon Neely, who is a term-limited state representative who has said uh, he's going to have to leave Lansing at the end of this year because of term limits. He doesn't want to leave. He likes Lansing. He likes being in the legislature, but he has no choice. Uh, He was once a member of the Flint City Council, and, in fact, he ran for mayor once before back in 2007. He came in third in a primary, didn't make the runoff, But he came close uh, at that time, and he says he's going to challenge Karen Weaver. Um, Now, there were some polls that came out this week, I thought, that were interesting, taken by Marketing Resource Group, MRG as it's called. 
And the big question was, um, how do voters in Michigan feel about Governor Gretchen Whitmer's proposed 45-cent tax increase per gallon on gasoline? Uh Apparently, according to this poll, voters are not happy with that idea. 75%, three-quarters of Michigan voters say they oppose the governor's proposal. Uh, Only 21% support it. And the remaining, uh, you know, approximately 4 to 5% undecided, refuse to answer, don't know, whatever, Uh, the MRG poll also asked a question on whether uh, they would, <clears throat> excuse me, support a proposal to designate the six percent sales tax that is now collected at the pump on gasoline in Michigan and committed to road funding instead of the state school aid fund. Uh, The voters were split on that. 39% said they would support taking the 6% sales tax on gas that now goes to school aid and giving it to road improvement instead. 41% opposed. So it's almost an even split, and about 21% uh, were undecided. Uh, So that is an interesting uh, proposal. There was also a proposal on uh, marijuana. Uh, How many people plan to actually use marijuana? Uh, Now that it's been legalized in Michigan by a 56% majority vote last November, and uh, somewhat surprisingly to me, only 21% of Michigan voters claim they will ever try to use marijuana. Now, I'm a little suspicious. Maybe there are a lot more than that, but they just don't want to admit it. Uh, Let's wait and see what happens. Um, I'll just mention that in connection with the proposed uh, gasoline tax hike of the governor, um, the State House Transportation Committee uh, and its chairman, who is State Representative Jack O'Malley of Lake Ann, that is in northwestern lower Peninsula of Michigan, he's the chairman, they announced they will begin six weeks of special hearings to discuss the disconnection of Michigan road funding from poor road quality. Uh, O'Malley said the goal of the increased number of committee meetings is to take an even more comprehensive look inside the road system in Michigan and how to deliver the best return on investment for taxpayers. Uh, The committee has previously met once a week, and O'Malley is now saying, and I'm quoting here, our job is oversight and to see what works and what areas need improvement. Uh, he, He continued, I'm quoting here, people continue to want answers on how we're going to fix our roads and decisions have to be made. It's imperative that we listen, learn, and see all the options that benefit all taxpayers. Now, uh, interestingly, Democrats uh, on the committee, and particularly the ranking Democrat, State Representative Tim Sneller of Burton, which is a suburb of Flint, 
have said, you know, this is a good idea. I'm on board with it. Uh, let's hear what people have to say. Uh, we're going to hopefully hear from Tim Sneller himself in a minute. And uh, I guess my observation would be Gretchen Whitmer made her 45 cent per gallon hike in the gasoline tax evident in her budget on March 5th. So that's like six weeks ago. And even though it's very unpopular with the voters, according to the poll that I just cited, um, she is saying, look, uh, I'm willing to negotiate uh, Republicans in the legislature. Will you please show me your plan? Uh, We all agree that Michigan's roads are not good. In fact, some contend the worst in the entire country. And even though there is a plan in place to deliver more road funding and road improvements, and it's really going to kick in in 2021-2022, that's not good enough. We need more. And Gretchen Whitmer is saying we need, in fact, $2.5 billion a year for the next 10 years more. That's how much we need, and we do not have funding in place to make that happen right now. So she's saying Republicans uh, and voters of Michigan, for that matter, if you don't like my plan, what plan do you like? Show me the money. Show me the action. Well, I mean... I think if we're going to have hearings on road quality for six weeks, it shows the Republican majority maybe is in not as much hurry as Gretchen Whitmer is to address this. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes with our first guest. We'll be back. You're listening to The Political Insider with Bill Ballinger on MTN. Here's Bill. We have returned, and we have got a guest with credentials that I don't think anybody else can match. He's Representative Tim Sneller. He's a second-term Democrat from Burton, which is a suburb of Flint. He represents the 50th House District. And that includes the cities of Burton and Grand Blank and also the townships of Grand Blank and Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y. He is a 30-year veteran of legislative staff work before he was elected to the House in 2016. Representative Tim Sneller, welcome to The Political Insider. Thank you, Bill. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Okay, well, look, uh, the reason I want to... uh, have you on the program is because, as I understand it, you're the ranking member of the House Transportation Committee, and uh, the chairman, Representative Jack O'Malley, a Republican uh, from the western side of the state, has announced that uh, you all are going to have, as a committee, about six weeks of special hearings to discuss the disconnection of Michigan road funding and poor road quality. And as I understand it, you think uh, that's a pretty good idea. And in other words, maybe you as the not only the ranking Democrat, but the rest of your colleagues in the House Democratic Caucus think, well, you know, this is all good. Uh, we've got a lot to learn and anything we can pick up in terms of how to go forward on road infrastructure repair in this state uh, is a positive. What do you think? How do you react to all this? Well, when uh, Robert, when Chairman O'Malley approached me right after we came back from uh, spring break and asked me about uh, the possibilities of doing these 
on extensive, um, you know, committee hearings on roads. Um, I thought it was a great idea right from the beginning. Um, then I talked to my four members, Democratic members of the House Transportation Committee, and not one of them um, thought that was a bad idea. They were all gung-ho uh, gung on doing this, putting in the work, putting in the time, becoming educated on, you know, not just road funding, it's how we build our roads, how we maintain our roads, how we, you know, sustain our, um, you know, roads through, you know, materials we use. Just such a broad-based uh, uh, issues that, that are going to come before us. And one thing I just want to point out, that I think we've gotten such a great reception on doing this, is, you know, under term limits, I'm looking around the committee on Tuesday, and half of that committee are first-termers, people that have just been elected on both sides. We have two on our side. I believe they've got three or four on their side. And then I looked around the committee again and thinking, well, gosh, there's only like four or five of us out of a 13-member body that have ever served on transportation before. So I just think it's a great idea. I think it's going to be a learning experience that will give us some expertise as to how we move forward. Yeah, well, when you talk about uh, road quality, I mean, there's always been this controversy about our roads in the sense of, you know, not only are there potholes in the spring, but then the discussion turns to, well, why weren't these roads built better in the first place so that they don't deteriorate seemingly so quickly over time? Is there, you know, concern out there that you've seen and you've been in and around the legislature, as we just mentioned, for 30 years working for, you know, former uh, Senate uh, Majority Leader John Cherry, Minority Leader, I should say, John Cherry. You work for Bob Emerson. You've, you've seen it all and you've heard these arguments and this controversy. How do you look at that? Well, I think I look at it from several uh, points of view. First of all, you know, Michigan is in a unique situation, and all of the states up here in the Great Lakes area because of our climate weather. You know, um, uh, you know, we're putting salt on our roads. We're plowing our roads. You know what damage that does to any uh, concrete, no matter what it is, um, does a lot of damage. And the other thing that, uh, you know, we haven't done is we haven't sustained funding. The uh, thing that comes to my mind is when we raised the gas tax, I was the staffer then, uh, working at that time for former rep uh, Charles Smiley, and he was also on transportation committee. But when we did that funding, it was never enough funding. Uh, we, you know, we raised the gas tax 7.3 cents. We brought the, um, um, the diesel tax to parity with the gas tax, and then we um, enacted a 20% uh, increase in your registration. That's what you purchased your tabs, your auto tabs with. And um, to me, that was a band-aid. It was just a, it was, and some of that hasn't even been fully implemented, um, I understand, through, um, you know, the registration tax. Well, there's still money that's going to be coming in, but it was never enough. Uh, you know, they're saying, the governor certainly saying that we had a gentleman uh, come in on our first um, uh, extra meeting on uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, and one of the questions that was posed by Representative Hasma is, what kind of funding do you see? Is the governor on target with $2.5 billion? And he totally agreed. And this guy you know, didn't come out of anywhere. He's been with the Department of Transportation uh, for a few decades. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned a very important thing, and that is, of course, we are a northern Rust Belt, Frost Belt state. There's all the weather damage from snow and plowing and salt and everything else. So it's kind of hard to compare uh, our road uh, resilience, let's say, uh, compared to states in the south. 
uh, that don't have these problems because of the weather. But right. wh- how, what do you find over the years? I mean, you, you look at other states in the Midwest, in the Rust Belt, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Are oh. they, do their roads uh, stand up better over time and why? I, they've just done a better mm-hmm. job of funding. Uh, why are our roads considered so bad compared to every other state? Well, first of all, it's because we've never taken it serious, and I know that's an easy response to say, because we haven't funded it. We haven't looked at long-term sustainability of building it. But, you know, you look at states, um, Ohio, Pennsylvania, you mentioned, uh, they have toll roads um, that, pay, that go in constantly to pay for their roads. You know, Michigan is kind of a peninsula state where, you know, I just read um, some of the federal guidelines that even if we looked at, and I'm not saying we are, but even if we looked at, let's say, toll roads in Michigan, first of all, under a federal, you know, uh, uh, public act, fifty-one dollars, we would actually have to build a new road and make it a toll road. We couldn't take, it's my understanding, an existing road. Let's say I seventy-five for the sake of argument. Um, we could not make that a toll road because it was never built to be a toll road. Um, and even if you had a toll road, it's my understanding that that revenue that's generated off that toll road is only supposed to be put onto that toll road, like for maintenance and repairs and things like that. So we're in a different situation. And if you look at, uh, take Florida, you mentioned the South. Florida spends, it's my understanding, about $6 billion on their road. Michigan spends about $1.5 billion. You know, why is... What a difference. Yeah, a huge difference. I mean, it's kind of amazing to me. You mentioned we're a peninsula and, you know, we don't get maybe the drive-through traffic that some of the other Midwestern states get. But, I mean, you would think here we are supposedly the automobile capital of the world, and we have been for a century. You'd think we'd really care, wouldn't you? Yes, you would, but nobody has taken, you know, whether you agree with her or disagree, but nobody has been so bold as Governor Granholm on this issue. He came out with a plan that is, you know, met with a lot of resistance, but she's made it a priority and it's got the attention, in my opinion, of the legislature to say, this is how important this is. And I, in the five governors I've served under, I started under Blanchard, Engler, Granholm, Snyder, and now Fletcher uh, Whitmer. I don't know that any of them have ever come out so bold. Okay, even, listen, we, even, we, I, I'd love to keep talking, but we got, <laughs> we got to get out. But thank you so much for being our guest, Representative Tim Sneller of the 50th House District. Thank you, Bill. It was a pleasure being with you. You're listening to The Political Insider with Bill Ballinger on MTN. Here's Bill. We are back, and we've got another guest on another topic, and it really is kind of interesting. Uh, There was a vote taken by the Muskegon County Board of Commissioners this past Tuesday on whether Planned Parenthood would be allowed to remain in a contract with the Muskegon County Health Department or whether they would have to vacate the facilities. And it was pretty intense, and a huge crowd showed up, and there was a vote taken. And we have got here on the line with us uh, James Moffat, who is the president of Citizens for Traditional Values, and I'm not going to announce how that vote turned out uh, for anybody outside of Muskegon. They may not know. 
I'll let James Moffat describe what happened, and welcome to the Political Insider, James Moffat. Hey, Bill. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate uh, the chance to talk to you and uh, to the listeners out there. Yeah, it was something um, a couple of weeks ago. I have a friend of mine who's a, pa- a local pastor there who um, actually works with our you know, CTV organization over the years, and guy's very involved in the county, very involved with the leadership, both at the county and the city level in Muskegon. You know, just kind of a proactive guy. He really cares deeply about the county. He, he called me and he said, there's this issue uh, coming up uh, that deals with Planned Parenthood. And Kathy Moore, who is the uh, Muskegon County Public Health Department, um, recommended that they use the space that Planned Parenthood is now using for their own purposes. They were low on space. They were low on staff. Um, they needed to reclaim some clinical space and rooms that had been leased to Planned Parenthood that specifically was designed to control STD and HIV services. Um, And there were some issues. There were some cleanliness issues. There were some other issues, plus the fact that Planned Parenthood had a sweetheart of a deal on the lease within the, the public health department. So for all the kind of reasons that had nothing to do with the abortion issue. This had to do just with county delivery of health services. She was recommending that uh, the lease be terminated. And of course, as you can imagine, that set off a firestorm on both sides of the abortion debate issue because Planned Parenthood is right, you know, uh, in, in the center of the target uh, in a lot of cases for, um, for the abortion debate. And for the pro-life people, you know, the idea that public monies are going to support organizations that that do abortions is anathema, and for the pro-abortion people, they say, well, we provide all these women, you know, uh, Planned Parenthood, we provide all these women services, so therefore we're a, we're a community uh, service. Um, so anyway, that ended up becoming the debate more about that than it was about what um, Kathy Moore's original motion uh, was all about. Yeah, well, as I understand it, a Planned Parenthood in Muskegon does not provide abortion services, but they refer women to the Grand Rapids facility that does. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. And um, so their argument was, look, we're not an abortion provider, but they're an abortion referral service, which, you know, to those on the pro-life side of the equation, it's just, you know, the same thing, only call it a different name. So, Well, uh Kind of interesting. I mean, is this relatively unique? Do you know uh, that Planned Parenthood would uh, lease county facilities? I mean, is this in other counties? Is this common, or is this kind of a unique situation over in Muskegon? Well, you know, that's a great question. And now that this has happened, my uh, my curiosity is is kind of up a little bit, like yours. I'd like to know: Are there other sweetheart deals that Planned Parenthood gives that that maybe other entities that could provide the same services, uh, you know, don't have? And is that an uneven playing field? Um, I just don't know the answer to that. But I do know that Kathy Moore's argument was that the Planned Parenthood, their, 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 their mission or their, their, their contract called for them to focus on reducing STDs in, in Muskegon. And uh, their analysis was that they had been a substandard performer with regard to that and they wanted to put more county resources directly into that in the health department, and therefore that's what uh, was the issue. So I'm like you. I want to know more. (laughs) Yeah, well, STD, let's make it clear to our listeners, that's sexually transmitted diseases, right? Yes, that's correct. And we're talking about Kathy Moore, who's the director of the county health department. She's the one who claims uh, 
they need more space, and she'd like Planned Parenthood to get out. Well, look, our listeners want to know what happened yeah. in that vote <laughs> on Tuesday. What happened? Well, um, go back, fast, uh, you know, rewind a bit to the committee hearing. There was a committee of the whole that debated this issue a couple weeks ago, maybe three, I forget. And um, the majority of the council members at that point voted to approve Kathy Moore's resolution to terminate the contract. And, of course, that means that moves on to the official agenda uh, of the county. And that meeting uh, to, for that question was last Tuesday night. And I guess from what I understand, hundreds of people came. Many people spoke in favor of Planned Parenthood. Many spoke against. Actually, there was the majority. My pastor friend told me that the majority were uh, in support of the resolution against uh, Planned Parenthood occupying the, um, the, uh, uh, the space. And I guess Kathy Moore, who is the Muskegon County Public Health Department, her comment was, quote, we have nurses that have complained of unsanitary conditions, confidentiality issues, safety issues, as well as compliance issues. And so, of course, Planned Parenthood denied all that. But the end of the vote was, I think it was a 6-2 to two vote in favor of the resolution, which would be to discontinue the contract uh, with Planned Parenthood. And I think uh, there was a 90-day window for them to vacate uh, the premises. There was one member absent. I guess there were some medical issues or something. So, um, and that person had also voted in favor of the resolution uh, during the committee hearing. So, six to two, kind of an overwhelming majority said, "Hey, this is a, a good move on on the county." And you know, I, I heard from my pastor friend also that there were some folks on the right, some of the pro-life conservatives who were over the top, who were, <laughs> uh, you know, not exercising proper civility. And I think there were some on the other side that were that way as well. But again, it just blew up. It, it, it meant it was more of an administrative decision rather than a moral question for the county board. Right. Uh, I'll just mention a little context here. Uh, they have a nine-member board in Muskegon County, and it's right. controlled by Democrats five to four. Um, and that Democrats generally, uh, I, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush here, but yeah. they would be more apt to be supportive of Planned Parenthood, and you might expect them to, you know, not want to kick Planned Parenthood out. Right. Um, and the four Republicans, you might expect that they would be likely to say, look, we're going to follow the direction of Kathy Moore, and we're yeah. going to support ousting uh, Planned Parenthood. But apparently, from what I gather, you say one member was absent. That was a Democrat. So there would have Correct. been four and four. But interestingly, I think uh, three Democrats actually sided uh, with uh, Kathy Moore and decided to uh, kick uh, Planned Parenthood out. So that's why the vote was six to two. Kind yeah, of a surprise. You know, that's Muskegon County, a very heavily Democrat controlled county, uh, you know, city yeah. specifically. But so, yeah, that was very interesting. So it really didn't come down to, I don't think, the moral question about abortion, even though that was the biggest part of the discussion. And, um, you know, the pent-up uh, frustration with the pro-life movement over the years, um, you know, I mean, if you, if, you, if you ask them, they'll say, hey, look, you know, we've got 55 million babies that have been aborted since 1973 with Roe v. Wade. That's 5.5 times the state of Michigan. And, and, and on top of that, we have taxpayer dollars going to organizations that are funding that. So the frustration level with Planned Parenthood is very high. And um, uh, I think that was what, you know, this, this was an opportunity for them 
to express that frustration, even though, again, the, the fundamental issue really wasn't about that. Right. What, what do you think Planned Parenthood will do now? Where will they go? Well, that's a good question, of course, and uh, obviously it's going to cost them, you know, they're not going to have the sweetheart rent deal that they've had, so they're going to have to find other space. Maybe there's some generous person who agrees with them that would give them, you know, reduced, uh, you know, rates or whatever, Uh, but they'll just have to find another space like every other business does, you know. I mean, the Planned Parenthoods here in Lansing, they occupy storefront right over in Frandor. They, They pay the going rate, you know, like everybody else does. Right. Listen, uh, we could talk about this some more, but we really appreciate your point of view on this. Uh, James Moffat, who is the president of Citizens for Traditional Values, thank you for being our guest on The Political Insider. All right. You're listening to The Political Insider with Bill Ballinger on MTN. Here's Bill. We have returned and we've got a special guest here, Commissioner Marsha Hovey-Wright, Muskegon County Commissioner, and by the way, a former three-term state representative. She represented the 92nd House District uh, through, I think, 2016. Is that correct? Representative? Correct, yep. And that would be the city of Muskegon and Muskegon Heights and North Muskegon and four townships you represented, right? Correct. And now you are a county commissioner, and what's your district like now? Uh, It is a a good portion of my former house district, Uh, basically all the um, precincts along the coast of Muskegon Lake, uh, and added to that is uh, Roosevelt Park and uh, one precinct in Norton Shore. Well, um, I must say, you probably had uh, more excitement uh, (laughs) there on Tuesday of this week in the Board of Commissioners than you saw maybe on the floor of the State House of Representatives in six years. It it was it was one of the toughest uh, political experiences I've gone through. Yeah, exactly. And it actually spanned a whole week because there was an initial meeting um, on the 9th uh, for the committee, and then the full board met on Tuesday to finalize the decision. Okay, well, let's make it clear to our listeners. This was a vote that the Board of Commissioners, of which um, Commissioner Hubby Wright is a member, on whether or not Planned Parenthood would be allowed to remain in a contract with the Muskegon County Health Department. And as I I understand it. The it vote. was a contract. There are two pieces to the contract, okay. one for services and one for space. And we were talking about the space one, not the service one. Okay. And okay. so the vote was six to two. Uh, it was six to two, correct. And I was one of the two who opposed the um, motion, which was to terminate the contract with Planned Parenthood in 90 days. And, and even though I felt that um, the health director's uh, need for the space that Planned Parenthood has uh, was was a justifiable uh, uh, need. Uh, they did need more uh, space. They This is the health department. They did need more space. They, they do need uh, more confidential space. What they have now is a cubicle, which is not confidential enough for talking about uh, sexually transmitted infections and and other uh, health issues. Uh, and, you know, of course, HIPAA is a big thing in providing health service. So, yeah, I, I understood the need for the space. What I, what I really objected to was the timeline that was given for Planned Parenthood to uh, relocate. And, um, you know, they need specific kinds of space. They need uh, clinic space. They need 
um, uh, you know, a number of an exam of exam rooms with sinks in each room and and uh, uh, reception space and and uh, space for labs so they can do STD testing and whatnot um, and um, uh, and and some other things. I mean, there's a certain square footage, et cetera. So what they need is a medical space, and you know, you say, oh, you can use this, you can use that, but. Um, what they need, that costs like almost a quarter of a million to renovate if it's not medical space, it's not clinic space, and, you know, very lengthy time. And um, even if they're able to find medical space or clinical space, um, uh, even, ni- even 90 days might not be enough because, you know, there has, first they have to, it has to be available, then it has to be uh, fixed up, perhaps, they have to notify uh, patients. Um, all this could have been done administratively in advance. It didn't have to be this political circus that uh, Commissioner Laring made it into. Um, I mean, we ended up on Tuesday with a... Um, some people were there from 2 o'clock till 8.30 at night because they wanted to make sure they had, you know, they were online and they had to face it, et cetera. Um, the, the actual uh, meeting went from 3.30 until 8.30 at night, five hours. And um, every everybody, there was like 250 people, all testified. Um, many of them, all they said was, you know, I support Kathy Moore and, and um, uh, the eviction or the termination of the Planned Parenthood contract. Um, we heard that again and again and again. But there was also a lot of very erroneous, um, negative, and um, just off-the-wall uh, uh, statements about Planned Parenthood that were not true. Um, and, in fact, one of the key ministers that um, was part of this uh, uh, group, um, <clears throat> which included Right to Life, the Republican Party, Mrs. Keegan Pregnant Services, et cetera, one of, he came up to me after um, at a restaurant afterwards and apologized for some of the things that were said against Planned Parenthood. I mean, it was you know all about abortion. Planned Parenthood does not do abortions in Muskegon. They never have. Um, right. it, Let me ask was, you: Did did you make an amendment at some point to give Planned Parenthood more time to get out? I tried days? to do that. In fact, at one point uh, there was support from uh, some of the Democrats to do that uh, to make it until the end of September. And, um, but I don't know, uh, in light of the, uh, the craziness that was going on, that support evaporated. And um, so it boiled down to the 90 days that may or may not be extended. I, I don't trust that because I don't know how people are going to vote down the road. Um, but 90 days is not enough. It's, I mean, it, basically, it, it, it's medical irresponsibility to not have enough time uh to make a smooth transition from uh, one location to another. And if Planned Parenthood can't find appropriate space that can that is affordable, um, Muskegon will lose Title X funding, which is what funds subsidized family planning. Um, and even with this, even with Title X, Title X doesn't fully cover the cost. So Planned Parenthood subsidizes that with private dollars. And the health department can't do that. Clinics, you know, federally funded clinics can't raise private dollars. Doctors' offices can't raise private dollars. And and many times, you know, that's the only place that many women uh, that don't have a lot of financial resources can afford. And um, plus, they, you know, they trust Planned Parenthood. Uh, Planned Parenthood is not the government. Planned Parenthood is typically, you know, has a reputation for being 
um, non-judgmental and and caring and and providing quality service, despite what the right to life says about Planned Parenthood. (laughs) That is, I used to be director of Planned Parenthood, you know, many years ago before they merged with Grand Rapids. And, you know, and I know the kind of quality service that's provided. And um, so it's it's a very unfortunate thing. And I'm I'm really quite disappointed that my my, uh, colleagues on the commission didn't really understand or believe that this was an issue or that, you know, that things could, uh, you know, that Planned Parenthood might not be able to do it in 90 days or that they might not find faith. Do you have any um, so, idea where they where they might go? Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, lot, immediately, Planned Parenthood immediately uh, contacted um, realtors, and they've been looking, and I've been looking. Lots of people are trying to help, including a couple of the commissioners, including a couple of the Republicans. Wow, really? Well, except that now, you know, Mr. Commissioner Laring, who started this whole circus, was, you know, calling calling out all the, the or calling in all the uh, anti-Planned Parenthood people. Um, he's now going after them because they suggested trying to find another location. So if that happens, if they can't find another location, subsidized family planning, affordable family planning for, you know, Muskegon County, and we have, you know, we have, we need that service. It won't be available. And this, they're happy about that. This Commissioner Laring, uh, did he make this a campaign issue? I mean, what He was- did. He did. And I heard him say it myself. I was at the same uh, uh, campaign um, forum, and he said that he made the pledge to get Planned Parenthood out of the health department. And unfortunately, the director was very willing to do that without really trying to work things out with Planned Parenthood. I, I was disappointed. Uh, well, did you think uh, Rep- uh, Commissioner Laring's motives were different than Kathy Moore, the health department director? I mean, in other words, he wanted <clears throat> them out simply because he didn't like Planned Parenthood, where yeah. the health director is making the argument, hey, it's not a question of, you know, pro or anti-abortion. It's we need the space. And, and they do want... need the space. Yeah. And beyond that, I really don't know. I mean, I didn't I haven't had that conversation with Kathy, but um, I think more attempts should have been made to try to work things out with Planned Parenthood ahead of time. So we don't have this crisis, this looming crisis uh, that. Uh, uh, we could have. Yeah, it's also interesting. You've got a board that supposedly is like five Democrats, four Republicans. Exactly. One of the Democrats was absent, but apparently, what, three of the Democrats uh, exactly. voted to oust Planned Parenthood, right? Exactly, right. Yeah, too well, bad. I mean, I don't, you know, what they say and what their real reasons were, I really don't know. But, um, uh, yes, three Democrats did vote to oust Planned Parenthood. Um, uh, they were taken to task by the Democratic Party. They were not happy. Um, One of the Republicans must have voted uh, the other way, right? No. No? The only two that voted um, to not do this was myself and uh, Commissioner uh, Mahoney from the Whitehall area. So the commissioner who was absent, was that a Republican or a Democrat? She she is officially a, a Democrat. Um, uh, and she was, uh, she had knee surgery that day. It was, oh. it was way before. It was a legitimate reason to be right. gone. And nobody knew, we did not know this was coming. The first I heard about it was to see the agenda for the committee meeting in, uh, well, that was like right the end, right before spring yeah. break. We have got to get out. We got to get out. I'd love to keep talking about this. We got to get out. I want to thank you, Commissioner Marsha Hubby-Wright. Thank you so much for being our guest, the Political Insider. Okay, very good. Thank you.